Another dreary day in New York. It's like every day it's foggy. The, the sun broke through for like six minutes earlier today. Was, wow, the sun. Look at that. It's been a while. But uh, right, this is what it'll be. And it'll be some nasty, lousy weather at MetLife Stadium tonight as the Giants uh, essentially have their season on the line taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll have Ralph Vacchiano covers the Giants for SNY with us at 635. The latest on what's happening tonight with that. Uh, we'll get into the MLB playoffs as the NLCS starts up tomorrow. ALCS, we've got to wait until Saturday. Tonight, uh, another dead night as far as baseball goes since all of those division series wrapped up as quickly as they did. And, of course, uh, the latest on the Mets general manager search as well. 800-321-0710, the number. Again, 800 321 0710. Uh, but for the New York Giants tonight, uh, they at one and four get the two and three defending champion Philadelphia Eagles. And, uh, we've talked a lot over the last week about Odell Beckham Jr.'s comments this past weekend and, uh, their impact on the team as a whole and, you know, where Odell Beckham is coming from. Um, you know, doing the interview and going about things in the way that he did. Uh, but, they did respond, perhaps, on Sunday at the very least. Uh, it's not as if it was a, a terrible Giants performance and you know guys weren't giving it their all. The effort was there from the Giants Sunday, and they put themselves in position to win that game on the road against the tough Carolina team and were felled by a 63-yard field goal. Well, tonight against the Eagles, yeah, that effort will be part of the story, but what the Giants really need is a throwback postseason Eli Manning kind of performance. They need their quarterback uh, to take his game to the level that we had seen in the past. And and to be honest, I'm not sure is there any longer as even on Sunday when the Giants are finally able to score over 30 points, you have some wobbly throws from Eli, a couple of interceptions. He certainly didn't play a perfect game. He shows you, hey, he could still hit a receiver deep down the field for big plays. He was able to do that uh, a couple of times, especially late in that game at Carolina. But tonight's going to be a night where the weather's going to be nasty. It's going to be wet. Uh, it's a huge divisional game, and... He's going to have to rise to that occasion in the way that we've seen from him before. We have seen Eli win postseason games and win a couple of Super Bowls. Now, in his mid to late 30s, is that still there? Because even playing as well as he did against Carolina on Sunday might not be enough for this Giants team. Uh, They need him to be superb. And... I think there's a big question, you know, just how good can Eli be? It feels like every week we look at him and judge him like we would a rookie quarterback. Well, he showed some signs. Well, no, let's focus on the positives with what Eli Manning was able to do. And he's earned that to some degree with his two Super Bowl rings, but it's been a long time since he won those rings. You talk about over six years now. And... For Eli Manning and for the Giants, if they're going to keep their season alive, uh, we know the quarterback is the most important position on the field. It's not all of it. It's not everything. But that's a spot where the Giants have to start beating some teams. 
and they're sitting there at one and four. And can you tell me that Eli Manning outplayed any of the opposing quarterbacks that the Giants have lost to over the course of this year? I don't think he can. He didn't outplay uh, guys in the, in the games that they lost. So some of it does have to fall to the quarterback position and, and what's happening there. And they need uh, you know that kind of throwback performance tonight. Because, listen, if the Giants lose tonight, the division is so bad, it's not as if their season is over. But you're right on the brink. And this team showed last year that they can fracture. And Odell Beckham Jr. and and the Giants could say they're tighter than ever after he gave his apology on Saturday and spoke to the team privately. But that's only going to last so long. You drop to 1-5. and Once your playoff chances are washed up, guys start playing for themselves. And we saw it with this almost the same exact team last year. The difference being the head coach, and that's a significant difference with a first-year head coach and Pat Shermer. But this is a veteran team that for a second straight year is expected to win. And how are they going to rally if they're not playing for a postseason berth? If they're not playing for the division? You know, is this a team that will go into the tank the way that they did last year? And you know that might end up being the best thing for the Giants, as uh, they're probably going to need a quarterback next season, no matter what. And having another high draft pick would give them that kind of opportunity. But I think Eli Manning, you know, has to quiet some of that talk, even, and just show that he could still be great. As a guy we were talking about earlier this week, he's almost certainly going to end up in Canton. He's almost certainly going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. You start to judge him against his peers, though beyond the Super Bowls and, and where they are right now, well, Ben Roethlisberger is still playing at a higher level than Eli. Uh, Drew Brees is still playing at a higher level than what Eli is at now. You know, All of those guys that are in that Hall of Fame conversation, Eli's trailing the pack as far as his current day performance. And things haven't been perfect for Eli. The offensive line, while much improved of late, it was a big problem for him last year and early on this season. Eric Flowers is gone now, and that aspect of the game is picked up. He has weapons right now. Last year, he lost just about the entire wide receiver core after that loss to the Chargers. But right now, the receivers are healthy. The offensive line has given him some pockets to work with over the last couple of weeks. Uh, they've changed the head coach. They have put everything in place around Eli Manning. They've given him... A running back that is boomer bust, but that has a lot of boom potential in Saquon Barkley and allowed Eli to try to win now. That's been the goal. Win with Eli. And tonight's the night that I, I think Eli's got to reward that kind of faith that the organization has shown in him, that Dave Gettleman has shown in him. And have a throwback. Have a game where you're throwing for 350 yards. Have a game where in the fourth quarter, if needed, you're bringing that big drive. And yeah, he did a couple of those things on Sunday against Carolina. He also threw two picks. And, and I think he just needs to have an elite quarterback kind of game. And that's how the Giants are going to have to get this done. You can talk about the run game and the bad weather and Saquon Barkley, but it's the NFL. 
in the NFL more than ever before. And it's actually taken a giant leap forward from even last year. It's a passing league. That's what you got to be able to do. Eli has the weapons. Odell Beckham Jr. wants his 20 targets. He doesn't have to get it. But Eli's got to find a way to move this ball up and down the field against the Philadelphia Eagles defense. That is not what it was last year. And a team that he has generally played well against in the past. And you're looking for a throwback tonight. And that's what the Giants need to realistically keep their hopes alive. Because nobody wants to see the football season in New York extinguished this early. And the Jets, you know, still plodding along in a good win last week. We'll talk with Bob Wischusen, the radio voice of the Jets. But, you know, that's a team that you got to think is still a little ways away. And they didn't have playoff expectations coming into this year. The Giants did at least in their own house. That's why they had the offseason that they did. And they start out 1-4 and four now, which is a mess. But we know the schedule's been tough. It's not that much easier tonight. But it's a Thursday night game. You're on your home field. And tonight's a night that Eli Manning needs to turn back the clock. And we'll find out. Is he still capable of doing that? That's what it's going to take for the Giants to keep things alive uh, tonight against the Philadelphia Eagles. 800-321-0710. The number, again, 800-321-0710. Uh, we'll have Ralph Vacchiano, SNY, covers both the Giants and the Jets. We'll talk big blue with him uh, coming up as uh, the weather. It should break to some degree during the game, but obviously a messy night in the whole tri-state area here. So uh, we'll get you the, the latest of how it might play out uh, there at MetLife Stadium tonight. It's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. Hi, Giants-Eagles tonight at MetLife Stadium. We'll have Ralph Vacchiano of SNY on with us uh, in about 10 minutes. Uh, give you what's happening out there at MetLife Stadium. But an interesting report uh, on ESPN's website from uh, Jordan Ronan uh, the other day as far as you know, some of the, the issues that uh, I was talking about before with Eli Manning and, and his stature within the organization, which has changed in whether or not uh, he is losing the confidence of some players. Uh, in the report, uh, Ronan says several Giants players express frustration with Manning's performance. And uh, it's not exactly breaking news after seeing how Odell Beckham Jr. reacted when asked if Eli is a problem for this team. And he said, I don't know. And you know, started talking about Eli's lack of mobility in that interview uh, that aired this weekend. And uh, the performance you know, clearly hasn't been there. And, and it, to some degree... It's almost like the best thing that happened to Eli was the fact that he was benched as unceremoniously as he was last year by Ben McAdoo. And because of that, that was basically the end for McAdoo. The way he handled it, the way it went down uh, to end Eli's consecutive game streak and a guy that meant so much to the franchise, um, to go to Geno Smith in that spot rather than, say, Davis Webb and say, hey, we're looking in the future, we got to find out about this kid, and that's not the way that they handled it. You know, Those things all doomed Ben McAdoo, but then the swell of support for Eli, and Eli's been picked apart by Giants fans, by others over the years, but the majority of Giants fans, no, this is a guy who 
brought a couple of rings, and they appreciate what Eli Manning has meant to that franchise. And they're kind of they're usually quiet when Eli's getting picked apart, but you know, everybody spoke out last year when Eli was benched, and you got a sense of that. Um, and Eli kind of won that battle in some ways, and it's not as if he even had to fight it himself, but. The people who made the decision to put him on the bench, Ben McAdoo, Jerry Reese, they were gone. And Dave Gettleman comes in, and I'm sure when the Giants were interviewing candidates, one of those first questions was, well, what do you think of Eli? And Gettleman said, apparently, we can win with him because that's exactly the kind of path that he has taken with this franchise since he took over. And then that's what Giants ownership wanted to hear. That's the easier route to allow Eli to play it out until he's not good anymore, to not go out and draft his replacement and have what might be an awkward season and an uncomfortable end. But guess what? It's always going to be an uncomfortable end for the great players. Not many get to walk away like John Elway or Peyton Manning holding the Lombardi Trophy. And even for Peyton, even though he went out as a champion, uh, he was hardly the quarterback that he had been previously and and everybody knew it that team won based on its defense so you know it's gonna be a rough end one way or the other it's going to have some awkward moments but this is what is always so dangerous for teams is you have the guy who means so much to the franchise who's won for you who you want to do right by who you want to be able to bring back in the future and you know have to trot out for the halftime show and you know wave to everybody when you're retiring his number or honoring uh, the championships or whatever it is. But you don't want it to come at the expense of your future. And that's where the Giants are right now. They don't even have a future quarterback on that roster that they can go to. If this season, if they end up, let's say, 1-7 and seven, and their chances of making the playoffs are nil, there's not a guy to go to. It's going to be ride or die with Eli for this whole season now. So again, I think tonight is just huge for him. Uh, I think he's got to prove it to the, the fan base, to the league, to his teammates, that he could still play at the high level that we've seen him play at in the past. And this is basically a playoff game for the Giants. And that's when Eli's played at his best. And tonight's the kind of night that you need one of those performances from him. And, you know, as much as last week on Sunday, all the eyes were on Odell Beckham after the the interview he gave to ESPN tonight, I think it's much more about the quarterback and, you know, can he still rise to the occasion and provide a moment? and provide a victory, really. That's what you're looking for uh, against these uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles having a rough go of it. Of course, you know their quarterback, Carson Wentz, uh, coming off the serious knee surgery towards ACL last year. Uh, he hasn't been able to get things moving the same way. A lot of talk about a Super Bowl hangover there in Philadelphia. And who knows exactly how that transpires, if they could suddenly just kick it into gear. Uh, but the Eagles have some issues. You know, they relied on their run game a lot last year. Now Jay Ajay is done for the season. Lane Johnson's expected to miss tonight's game. Uh, the outstanding right tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles is such a big part of that run game. So, you know, with uh, the Eagles are you know, ripe to be had. And it's always difficult 
difficult on a Thursday night to go on the road and pick up a win. Uh, so the Giants have some things to their advantage tonight, and you know they got to be able to utilize that uh, in order to. Uh, you know, keep their season alive, and that's uh, really what's on the line for the Giants here. Ralph, Ralph Acciano, SNY, with us uh, coming up. Uh, give us uh, you know the latest happening game day here uh, for Big Blue, and then we'll get into the Mets and general manager hunt, and we could talk some baseball uh, coming up in the seven o'clock hour, and we'll take some more of your calls at that point at eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. It's a Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on the Voice of New York seven ten W O R seven ten W O R. You're in the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. All right, Giants-Eagles Thursday night football tonight. We have the pleasure to be joined by Ralph Vacchiano, who covers both the Jets and Giants at SNY, and uh, obviously focusing on the Giants today. Ralph, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How's it looking out there? Is it uh, has it calmed down a little bit as far as the rain goes? No, it's still raining pretty good here. Uh, the tarp is off the field. They're out practicing. Uh, I can't. Uh, it's still raining. I can see it splashing in the puddles. And it's kind of supposed to be like this all night long. So it'll be a mess. It'll be a mess. And uh, it's been a mess uh, for the Giants thus far as they enter 1-4. and four, But uh, still with a chance to, to salvage things because of just how terrible uh, this division has been. Uh, is there? Are you a believer that the Eagles are the team that's most likely to figure things out here? Yeah, I, I think so. Based on talent-wise and and just the way their team is built, so, you know, you can't really account for the Super Bowl hangover and whether that's affecting them or not. It doesn't show up in stats. Uh, it's just kind of you, know, you look at the way they played the season. They're putting up decent numbers. They get a good pass rush. They uh, the quarterback's playing well. They have weapons, but they just look flat. And obviously, if that continues, that'll be a problem as it has been for many championship teams over the years. But uh, you know, based on the way they're playing, uh, you know, the talent they have, what they've done in the past, I think they're the most likely team to go on a run. I'm just not a, a big believer in the Cowboys' uh, offense. Uh, the Redskins seem to be need to be a very mediocre up and down team. Uh, you know, and the Giants, I actually think, may have more talent than a lot of these teams, but they're in a, a one in four hole might be just too much to overcome. Yeah, and uh, they lose again, it would be one in five. And even if nobody takes off, obviously it's a tough spot to be. But not only that for the Giants. Uh, you know, there, there's just so much swirling around, it seems, around this team with Odell Beckham Jr., uh, his comments this weekend, the ESPN, and uh, Eli Manning uh, uh, being picked apart here. What do you sense if the Giants lose tonight? How much drama is going to follow this team over the next week and a half? Well, it's a good question. Uh, you know, I tend to always think that the drama is more outside the team than inside the team. I, I think we were all more bothered by uh, Odell Beckham's interview than the players were. I think Pat Shermer was bothered because it's an unwelcome distraction. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the players shrugged it off. The, the problem is. You know, if they do get to one and five, it sort of becomes a test for Pat Shermer. You know, can he stop players from griping about officials? Can he stop them from doing dumb interviews like Odell Beckham did? Uh, you know, there become a lot of brush fires to put out because the players can sense that they're not stupid. They know that at one and five, their season's over, and somebody in this division is going to get at least eight and eight. And there's no indication that the Giants would have the capabilities of winning seven of the last ten games, and really, they need to win more than that, probably. So. Uh, you know, you do run the risk that there's going to be a lot of brush fires to put out, especially when you get players who sort of know, you know, not only is this season over, but 
hey, this could be my last year with this team. Mm-hmm. Is faith in Eli Manning amongst those brush fires that could be popping up? I think it's possible. Um, I think that, that, again, is probably more outside the team than inside the team. I do get the sense that a lot of players respect him and understand that, uh, you know, that this is a quarterback. He's on pace to throw for about 4,400 yards and be sacked 51 times. And uh, the idea that it's on him is just ridiculous to me when you've got a line that can't block for him. They can't even block for the run. Saquon Barkley, as great as everybody thinks he's going to be, is not on pace to rush for 1,000 yards. So I think the players can get frustrated and Eli becomes an easy target. He becomes more of an issue because he's 37 years old. And this team was built with the idea of winning this year or next year, and obviously if it's, you know, they're one and five. We know it's not going to happen this year. Next year becomes a question, and you start to wonder, where do they go from here? Do they move on from Eli? You know, will they take a look at Kyle Loletta at some point this year? Uh, it's a lot of questions that, you know, yeah, some people in the locker room are going to be asking, you know, what comes next? I think there's been some improvement from the offensive line over the last couple of weeks. Do, do you see the same? Uh, even if it's not perfect for Eli, it's certainly been better. Well, improvement with this offensive line is all relative. Mm. It was atrocious for the first couple of weeks. So I do think there's been some improvement. Um, I think the Giants have done a better job of designing plays to get the ball out of Eli Manning's hands a little bit quicker. Um, You know, they did take downfield shots more in the Carolina game. The protection was pretty good. That's true. The run blocking still is pretty terrible, though. You know, again, Saquon Barkley, he's being hit. Um, I can't, I can't remember the stuff off the top of my head, but he's up there in terms of running backs who were hit farther behind the line of scrimmage than any of the other running backs in the league. I think he ran second or third in that, something like almost two yards at two or three yards on average behind the line of scrimmage. Um, his the stat I had the, um, on Twitter earlier today was he has four runs for 150 yards. He has 158 yards in his other 67 yards combined. It's not. And nobody thinks it's a lack of talent from him or ability. It's obviously there are not holes there. He's getting pummeled. Uh, you know, so this line is improving, but it's still, to me, one of the bottom five or six in the NFL. And until they fix that, uh, you're not giving Barkley, Eli, or Odell much of a chance. And every kind of offense they're able to get out of it is a small miracle. Oh, we're chatting again with Ralph Vacchiano of SNY. And those are like Barry Sanders type of numbers, right? That It's one yard, two yards, a loss, and then all of a sudden he breaks off the big run. Is is there a thought that maybe it's how Barkley goes about his business, um, or is it um, you know as simple as saying it's the line? Or are they trying to get him to adjust his style to some degree? We know what he can do in the open field, but on plays that there's just not much there. Yeah, I think that I mean there there was some of that with him in at Penn State. I think mm-hmm. it, I didn't see every game at Penn State, yeah. so I can't vouch for it completely. But that certainly was a criticism of him coming out that. You know, he lived off the big run, and I don't, I don't think that was completely fair. I think he could pick up those four or five-yard carries. Uh, from watching and you know, seeing every one of his runs, he gets hit a lot behind the line of scrimmage. And, you know, could he make those guys miss? Sure, but it would be nice if somebody opened a hole for him. Uh, it's a lot different if he can get to the line of scrimmage or get one yard deep and then push forward. But if he's hit two yards behind the line of scrimmage, he's now got to push forward through guys on top of him six yards to get four yards. And, and that's a lot to ask a rookie who's still learning things. Uh, you know, I think that if he gets better blocking, uh, you know, maybe he's going to have a lot of those one or two yard runs, but he'd be a much more consistent ball carrier 
you know, up close to 100 yards a game. He's, he's not even close to that right now. Yeah, and that's something that uh, they could certainly use, and, and perhaps tonight and uh, the lousy weather as well. Uh, how about defensively, Olivier Vernon? He, is he expected to be activated tonight? Uh, that's the expectation. He's still not full speed from what I understand, so if he's not limited uh, in snaps, he will probably be limited in the impact he has on the game. Uh, I think with Vernon... Uh, coming off the high ankle sprain, probably could use another week or so. But for the Giants, really, it's every little bit helps. They have six sacks through five games this season. That's terrible. Uh, it's you know for a defense that spoke all summer long about how aggressive they were going to be and the pass rush they were going to be able to generate. They've generated nothing. So you get a guy like Vernon back, it has to help on some level. But I don't think he's healthy enough just yet to rescue this entire defense. And without Vernon, who's supposed to be leading this pass rush? Well, you know, Kareem Martin would be the guy, uh, the other starter at linebacker. You, know, you could also get an interior push from guys like B.J. Hill and Dalvin Tomlinson. They're, you know, even David Harrison. They, they've been doing a pretty good job of, of getting some pressure, and you know, obviously they're terrific against the run. But I mean, you're looking for edge rushers in a 3-4 defense. That was Vernon. That was Kareem Martin. With Vernon out, you know, you hope Connor Barwin would be uh, better. He's you know, had some injuries. He's kind of a guy who's been getting pressure but not the sacks. Uh, but I think Vernon was the guy they were going to kind of build that pass rush around. And we're talking again with Ralph Vacchiano of SNY. What are some of the key matchups you're looking for tonight between the Giants and the Eagles? Well, the, you know, the Eagles are a team that can get a good pass rush. So, you know, I think looking at their defensive line against the Giants' offensive line certainly will be big. Um, you know, if the Giants can give Eli Manning time, you know, I, I realize I am among his dwindling supporters mm-hmm. at the moment, but – I still believe if they can protect for him, he could be pretty good. He's got enough weapons in this offense. Uh, you know, to me, that that's the key. If they can keep the pass rush off of him. I was actually looking forward to uh, the Eagles' top receiver, Alshon Jeffrey, who's probably going to be uh, covered all the time by uh, Janoris Jenkins of the Giants. But, you know, with this weather, I would suspect they're going to be doing a lot more running than passing as the game goes along. It's not that windy, right? No, it doesn't seem to be that windy. It's just very, very wet. Um, it's been a driving rain. I've been here for two hours now. It's rained the entire time. Uh, you know, you wonder a little bit about the cutting on the field, but certainly I think the ball is going to be soaked for much of this game. Yeah. All right, Ralph Vacchiano, SNY. Uh, appreciate the insights, Ralph. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. All right. Uh, this is a great job covering the Giants, the Jets as well, uh, the local teams here in New York. and. Uh, for the Giants tonight, you know, listen, the, the weather, yeah, you're going to have to play through it. But if it's not terribly windy, you can have some points. You can move the ball through the air. And, you know, Ralph, with uh, faith in Eli Manning, that if he can get some protection, he could still uh, make enough throws to win. And, you know, that's what the, the Giants are going to have to provide tonight. You know, I, I don't think it's the kind of game that you expect uh, Saquon Barkley to be running the ball 20, 25 times and carrying guys uh, all the way down the field. We just haven't seen that. We've seen some explosive plays from Barkley, uh, but we haven't seen him, you know, just take the run game. It, it really, as a team, the Giants haven't been able to take that run game to the next level. They're not a run-the-ball-first kind of team. They do have to wing it down the field a little bit. They have a lot of talent to wide-out positions, and you know that's going to have to be uh, you know, a big key for this Giants team uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles in you know what is just a, a huge game. And you know, even if, as Ralph said, maybe we feel all the brush fires and stuff on the outside more than the players do on the inside, uh, there will be a lot 
going on with this Giants team if they lose again tonight, if they drop to 1-5, and five, if Eli doesn't perform, if Odell Beckham Jr., if, if he doesn't get the ball enough tonight, what is he capable of? Um, and the coach lost, was upset with the drama caused by Odell Beckham Jr., as we heard last week. Finito! Uh, so, you know, all these things will just add up and fester if you're not able to put some victories in the middle of it. And while the schedule does lighten up a, a bit for the Giants, tonight is a, a huge key. And, you know, not for nothing, if the Giants are able to rally to win tonight, they get a week and a half, then they get the Atlanta Falcons, who are really struggling. They can't stop anybody. And you have an opportunity to feel a heck of a lot better about yourself. And then the schedule really starts to lighten up. They get the Redskins at home after that, uh, a bye week. And then it's the Niners, the Buccaneers, the Eagles again on the road, the Bears, Redskins, Titans, Colts, uh, Cowboys. Yeah, there's a, a decent team or two in there, uh, if you believe in the Bears thus far, and you know certainly going to Philadelphia. But it's a heck of a lot more winnable than what the Giants have faced early on this season. As their toughest games, their schedule is front-loaded. And they we've seen that in, in the results uh, thus far. But they got to win some of these games against tough opponents. Do it at home against the Eagles. You get the Falcons next week on a long week. You get a week and a half to prepare for them. And while the Falcons might be just as desperate, uh, they are missing a lot of key players uh, on defense. And, you know, the Giants are capable of trying to resuscitate this thing but it's really hard to see that happening if it doesn't begin tonight and it's just uh it's just that big as you know the giants they're not accustomed to having back-to-back seasons uh looking at high draft picks but if they lose tonight that's exactly what they're going to be looking at and if you're a giants fan you'll be paying a lot more attention on saturdays to what's going on with the college quarterbacks than you'd have a reason to pay attention to what big blue is doing on sunday 800-321-0710. Again, 800-321-0710. Uh, we'll preview the MLB playoffs, get into the uh, the Mets general manager hunt uh, a little bit, uh, update you on what's happening there. We'll have Danny Nobler uh, with us in the 7 o'clock hour Bleacher Report. So uh, a lot to do as we uh, roll till 9 o'clock tonight. It's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. The Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. So uh got into Giants Eagles, of course, tonight. Huge game for the Giants and then uh, we'll get into the Jets much more with Bob Wischusen, the outstanding uh, radio voice uh, of the New York Jets, coming up a, a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but as far as the Jets go here uh, against the Indianapolis Colts, uh, potentially uh, some rough news for them is Leonard Williams, who had perhaps the best game of his career this past week, uh, dealing with a, a bit of a back issue. And so uh, he's on the injury report now. Uh, but you know, for a guy who was a first-round pick of the Jets, uh, and he's a guy who fell in the draft as well, huge expectations. And Williams, you, you always hear how he eats up blockers, and uh, he's able to do some things, but he doesn't necessarily put up the big stats uh, over his years with the Jets. For him to have the kind of game that he had against the Denver Broncos, where he did pick up the stats, where he did you know, rack up some sacks uh, on his total, and then... 
um, you know, have some kind of injury setback would be, you know, certainly disappointing and, and you'd feel for him in that situation. But, you know, the Jets, they need every piece that they can have on, on deck here as, uh, they get the Indianapolis Colts this weekend. And, you know, it should be a, a winnable game. The Colts have problems and Andrew Luck is not quite looked like the Andrew Luck that we saw pre-shoulder injury, pre-shoulder surgery, pre-missing an entire season, which uh, has to be a huge factor in some of what uh, he has struggled with. But for the Jets, they get three consecutive home games here. They won the first against the Denver Broncos. They get the Colts on Sunday. Then Kirk Cousins and the Vikings come to town the following Sunday. And it's not as if the AFC East is that much better than what we've seen in the NFC East. And we've talked about the Giants division being so bad that it is still winnable for Big Blue, even with the one and four start that they have endured thus far this season. On the Jets side, you always are looking up at the New England Patriots, but the Patriots don't appear to be invincible. Uh, they have their own issues they're dealing with and you know maybe they're strengthening as the last couple of weeks are are going along here uh, but they have not exactly dominated they don't have the great wide receiver core that we're accustomed to seeing in them in the past Uh, certainly Miami showed so well the first few weeks of the year including walking into MetLife Stadium destroying the Jets offensive line and winning that game but the Dolphins have been underwhelming since Uh, they got clubbed up in New England and another loss last week then you had the Bills I don't even know how they've won two games but in their losses they've been absolutely terrible and they have one of the biggest upsets in recent NFL history when they beat the Vikings on the road a few weeks back. So there's nothing in the AFC East beyond the Patriots that really, uh, you know, riles you up either. And both of these divisions are, are struggling. Uh, they both have, you know, a key team, a team that played in the Super Bowl last year, but that's not off to a, a perfect start. And obviously the Eagles having, uh, more problems than the New England Patriots are. So, uh, you know, the, the Jets have some kind of opportunity and, you know, to some degree their season begins when, you know, they first face New England and, and have that game and have that mile marker to find out exactly where they are at. But this is one on Sunday that is certainly winnable in a big way. The Jets are favored going into this game against Indianapolis. And you know, I'll prove you have a little bit of a home field advantage and that you can rack up consecutive wins and you know, in the in the bigger picture that you could develop and take some of the, the next steps that you have to take. This defense is still has a lot of young pieces. Uh obviously they got a rookie quarterback who you know has been okay. Uh, and you want to see him steadily improve throughout the season. The offensive line coming off a phenomenal performance against Denver. Are they able to do that again, or do they shrink uh, to the level where they were a couple of weeks back? Uh, you know, these are the kind of things that you know, the Jets have on the line this Sunday. And we'll uh, we'll dive into some NFL picks and have the lines for you a little bit later on in the show. I'm off tomorrow, so uh, we'll do it on Thursday night. We'll get into the Mets in the 7 o'clock hour. You got the Arizona Fall League starting up the other night, and Pete Alonzo, uh, the really the, the top prospect for the Mets right now, certainly the most major league ready, 
Uh, he had himself uh, a night again as all he has done is produce everywhere that he has played every big game, whether it be the uh, season finale in Las Vegas this year where he hit a walk-off homer to end the season or the Futures game where he hit a home run last night in the Arizona Fall League, which features some of the best prospects from all around baseball playing against each other. Uh, it's some high-level competition, and it's a real good sign if you're able to you know, have success in that kind of league, especially for you know, a big-time slugger power guy like Alonzo. Uh, it proves that maybe you can have some success against the better pitching uh, that you see in a league like that. So uh, some positives for the Mets as far as that goes. Uh, We'll get you the the latest uh, on the GM hunt uh, and take your uh, Mets calls uh, and baseball calls a little bit later as well. 800-321-0710. We'll chat with Danny Nobler at Bleacher Report about the playoffs at large coming up right now in News Update. Thanks to you. 